Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host, and each week I present a new topic that is of interest to all runners. Welcome to episode 223 of Martha Runs the World. How are you today? I am doing great. So happy to be here talking about running, which I will do in just a short time. It's getting closer. Yeah, I can feel it. It really is. In this week's episode, I'm going to talk about mental toughness in running. A lot has been written about mental toughness. Mostly it's written about toughness in ultra running. But I believe you have to have mental toughness in all running, in all distance of races. Toughness training for shorter races is really no difference than being tough in a longer race. Not everybody has the ability to train for a 100-mile race or even a 50K. Not everybody wants to run those longer races. So we'll start there. Not everybody's body can handle the physical stress that goes into those longer races. And maybe they're not interested in running a 100-mile race or a 30-mile race. So maybe they don't want to do that long of a race, but they want to run a road marathon. Maybe that road marathon, they want to get, they want to do their first marathon or they want to do a marathon and get a PR in that marathon. That training will take some toughness. There is a lot of toughness in accomplishing a really big goal, like getting a PR in a marathon. Now, right now, we're it's springtime, and we're right in the middle of the NHL playoffs. You want to talk tough? You want to talk mental toughness? Watch a few games of the National Hockey League playoffs of whatever series it is. It doesn't matter who. And you'll see real mental toughness. You might see a guy take a skate to the face, get 70 stitches, and get back on the ice after getting sewn up. Yeah, that happened in the first round. Or see a player take a couple pucks in the ankle after defending the net, helping his goalie out. Now, there's a small area on the ankle area that's not protected with padding, and it hurts more than we'll ever know when when they get hit by a puck. That puck... When they put it on the ice, it's frozen or else it wouldn't move on the ice. So they freeze those pucks. So it's like getting hit with a rock. And that player that got hit twice with the puck, he never missed a shift. That happened to New York Rangers player Tyler Mott. Sure, he winced. It hurt like heck. But he wasn't going to let his team down by missing a shift. That's toughness. No matter what, a hockey player is going to get out there and play if he can. That is real, real toughness. And just like a seasoned hockey player, you get out there on your training runs. Whether it's cold, whether it's hot, whether you don't feel like it. And you get out there when everything in your life tries to tear you away from it because of your mental toughness. But how do we begin this toughness if we don't have it or we don't think we have it here's a hint 
We have it inside of us. Each one of us has that inside of us. We may not think we have it. So I guess the question is, how do we bring that toughness from inside of us to outside of us? And how do we keep it going even when we don't feel so tough? Setting your running as a priority is one of the best ways. There's an old saying, if something is important to you, you'll get it done. Just think of things that are important to you. You get those done, right? Like your family, your job, your rent, your your mortgage, your electricity, your bills. These are the kind of things. They're important. You get those done, right? If you take pride in something, it means a lot to you. You want to do the best you possibly can, so you do the best. You show up on time at your job. I hope you do anyway. I have a couple co. I have a coworker that never shows up on time. So, yeah, you, it's like you know that it's not a priority to them. If that's how you want to see running, you make your training that important. Sometimes we have too many things going on in our lives. One way to make running a priority. This is a way, and I'll talk about other ways later in the show. One way to make a priority, one running, one way to make running a priority is to make a list of everything you like to do in life. Include everything, the big things like your family, work, running, and also include the little things like watching TV. Yes, that's a little thing. Include everything like going out to drinks with the friends, enjoying your downtime, whatever you like to do. List everything, the little things. Pick the things that are really important now. If you've forgotten anything like sleep, eating nutritiously, then include all those in the important. You've got to include everything. Now remember, we can only do a finite number of activities in a day before we shut down and need sleep. And the more we run, the more we push ourselves, we're going to need more sleep and more nutrition. Now, some people don't think sleep is, is a priority and, and think that they can cut back on sleep. Well, you, sleep is a priority, and I make it a priority. And sleep is very important to me, so that's one of my number one things. But if you don't think it's important, then that's your deal, not mine. <laughs> this is where the toughness comes in. This is where you have to decide what is important and make boundaries with yourselves and with others to dedicate to your training. When you set up your training plan, stick to it. Figure out if you're a morning, afternoon, or evening person. I have a very weird work schedule. I work different hours and different days, and I have a lot of days off every other week. So I work around that with my runs and strength training workouts. If you like to run in the morning, then plan your runs in the morning. That doesn't mean that things won't come up. They do. Life happens. Our training plans are flexible, and that's perfectly fine. We can work around that. But most of the time, we need to stick to our plans, or they won't become habits, and we won't won't stick to them. If we don't take our plan seriously, we won't stick to it. Once we do that for the first couple of months, it makes us stronger. We are tougher. It's all building blocks. Remember, these are little blocks. These are little bricks we put down every training run, every workout we do is a little brick in our blocks, little bricks towards our goals, towards making us stronger, making us tougher. 
It helps to have a goal race. If your goal is to do that marathon you've always dreamed of, or if you want to return to a marathon and get a PR, then that is your goal race. Keep that goal in mind as you train every day. It really helps. Even as you pound those daily steps, it can be a mantra when it gets hard to remind you of why you why you're training. And I'll talk about that more in a little bit. Now there are goals written about mental toughness. But as I stated earlier, they're mostly about ultras. And yes, running a longer race requires a lot of toughness, but I will say this, working a full-time job, having a family and training for any race where you want to do well requires just as much toughness. I mean, it's one thing to be a professional athlete and dedicate your life to running ultras where everything is centered around you going out there and running. It's another thing to add running to your already packed life and tell yourself that this new running thing is equally important. I don't think most professional athletes understand this. <laughs> I mean, that that's one thing that gets me frustrated about some of these books is that they have never dealt with that. They've never understood the whole thing about having a full-time job and then going out and training and then going out and, and dealing with, with life after their full-time job because their full-time job is running. So they just see that and they just understand running and they don't understand the other stuff because <laughs> everybody supports them and they're running. Well, yeah, we don't all have that, <laughs> but we've runners we fun runners know all about having to balance life, don't we? Book upon book has been written about toughness in ultras. <laughs> I say toughness in ultras. Endless podcasts talk about toughness in ultras. But aside from this podcast, they all see it from a pro-ultra athlete's point of view. Yes, the pros can be tough, especially slogging it out in the mountains, fighting for first place. I get that. But it's equally tough, if not tougher, to keep going in the back of the pack of that same race, fighting cutoff times, racing to get from aid station to aid station, knowing all the hours before work you put in, all the time after work you put in, all those dedicated miles you were alone, away from family, you logged to accomplish this race and do your job, and see your family, and have some kind of a life, and get sleep, and blah, blah, blah. You know. You know how much time you put in. They don't understand this. The pros do not understand this. The The, the front of the pack has no conception of this. <laughs> that's what makes me laugh. And that's what, that's why I just, sometimes I read these books by pros, and I say, yeah, well... Okay, that's nice. That's nice that you are able to dedicate your entire life to this. That's neat. Okay, now what about it, the rest of us? And there's never an answer, of course. One book I absolutely loved that talked about dedication of time towards training was Corey Reese's first book, Nowhere Near First. If you haven't read it, you really should. Of course, all his books are great. But start with this one. He writes about sacrificing things to fit running into your life. This is what he says. Be willing to sacrifice television. Some non-runners may consider this ridiculous and inconceivable, but there are only so many hours in a day. 
If running is a priority, those hours need to come from somewhere. That's a really difficult part, isn't it? If you have a wonderful support group, then it's easier, I would think. If your family knows how important running is to you and they are willing to help you with it, then I'm thinking it wouldn't be too difficult to work out a system that could not only fit in family time, but also your training time. I wouldn't know about that that myself. When I started running, I had a boyfriend who hated the idea of me running because he was afraid I would outgrow him. It wasn't easy. I want, I'm not going to get into it further, but it was not a good situation and not that supportive. <laughs> One book I read was written by a professional athlete who had the most supportive family while he was growing up, and then he got married into an incredibly supportive family. The only stress he had was in races. I'm not going to mention the book name on air here on the show, but if you find inspiration in that type of book, I'll list his book on my website, martharunsaworld.com, in the show notes. I did read two other books that I liked more. These, like Corey's books, I will share with, I will share the book and the author's names. The first one I read when I got home from the hospital, it was the kind of book I needed, I really needed at that time. One of my wonderful guests recommended it to me, Jonathan Acott from episode 219 last month said I should read it and he was so right and I highly recommend it to you. Hillary Allen, known as the Hilligoat, is an elite runner who loves sky races. Those are races very popular in Europe. They're starting to pick up steam here in the U.S. And they weave the tops of mountains and take the runners into the brinks of heights. They go, they go at the tops of mountains. They stay at high altitudes as high as they can go. And you have to climb up to the tops and then they go towards the tops. That's why they're called sky races. They tend to be harder reaching elevations most races don't, and they push runners in ways that other courses don't. In her book, Out and Back, she talks about an event in one of her races in North Norway, an event that changed her life forever. She takes a tumble that could have killed her, and in her book, she talks about her fight back into the world. We're talking major injuries and months and months of rehab. Few books are as inspirational as hers. I don't know if I would be that much of a warrior as she was during the time it took to get her back into wellness. It's remarkable. It really, really is. The second book is focused on being tough enough to finish ultra races, but it's really a good book for that as well as technically very helpful, but it can apply to other shorter races as well. Mental Training for Ultra Racing by Addie Bracey is a great guide to help to help set yourself up to success in your racing goals. She covers the mental and emotional reasons why training is so difficult. She gives scientific reasons for this, and she gives great training questionnaires at the end of each section to help yourself with what problems you might encounter. She goes one step further, and this is the part that I really, really like. She brings in a host of runners who've had challenges they've had to overcome. All kinds of runners, from the front of the pack to back, 
compact, and everything in between. These are my favorite sections. I love them. They're very inspirational. But I find the entire book to be helpful. And I know once I start running, I'll turn to this book often. It's really a great book. And you will find all of the links on these books at the website, MarthaRunsTheWorld.com. Now, here are some things you can work on to make yourself stronger or more mentally tough to conquer all of your running goals, no matter the distance. Now, we already covered making running a priority. That one is probably the most important. Now, the one thing, the biggest thing that Bracey's book brings up is understanding your reason for running and racing, your why. Why are you doing this? Why do you want to run, to race, to push yourself past what you think you can do? Your why can't be a race goal. It has to be more. A race goal is fine to have in the short term, but that's going to be over. Then what is your reason afterwards? Another race goal? No, that's temporary. Maybe your why is because you were never physically active as a kid, and now you find freedom in running. Maybe you just love doing it. Maybe you want to prove to yourself that you can do something you never thought you could. Whatever it is, it has to be your why. It cannot be someone else's. You can't be running for someone else. I'm running for this person. No, it has to be more personal than that. It has to be your why. You are doing it for you, but why are you doing it? You have to have a really, really big reason. We'll be right back. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG, and we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Now, you have to also, this is important, you have to make every run count. One thing I realized when I start running after my first hip replacement, uh, I got my first hip replaced in October 2021. I started running February last year in 2022. I realized how much I missed running. I promised myself I would never take running for granted ever again. Even if it's a short recovery run, even if it's run walking, I learned to appreciate every run for what it was. Even if it was a sucky run, I loved every minute. I appreciated it. Every run has a purpose, and each run is a building block in our training. Remember, each run is a brick, brick, brick upon brick, and each brick makes us stronger. Every time we go out, no matter what type of run it is, it helps us towards our goal. Even if you don't feel like going out, even that run that you didn't like will help move you forwards. You have to remember that. Your goal. Now, you, your goal. You should have one big race goal. You can do several goals, several smaller goals, but have one big race in a year or two years' time. You can do two years. I have a big race goal that I will probably not achieve till next year. So I, I have a, Two-year goal. I have smaller goals before that, but two-year goal. Once you have your goal, you should plan on how you will achieve this goal. Write down the ways you'll get there. Then write down the many things that might then, oh, 
Let's not, let's not minimize this. After you write down the ways you'll get there, then write down the many things that might distract you from getting there. Then after that, this is going to take you a while. Then after you write down the distractions, then write down ways that you can get around those distractions. You need to stop the distractions. Distractions were going to hurt your running. So you need to figure out ways you can stop the distractions. This might take you some time, and it might take you a few days to finish it. You don't have to finish it all at once. It isn't something like that, oh, I'm going to take 15 minutes, I'm going to get it done. No, you don't have to. You can think think it over in a run. Go out and run, think about it, come back, finish it. It doesn't matter. It, it's, it's however long it takes you to do is going gonna, is gonna to be however long it is. If you like to do a lot of races... You can use those races to help you towards your goal. But you have to remind yourself not to run too hard during those races. This is sometimes easier said than done. This is when your why becomes so important. Keep your why in your mind during those races. Do you run just to run races? Is that your goal? Because that's, is that your why? Because that's not very important. It doesn't seem like a very big why. Just to run races is not enough fuel to keep you going when the training gets really tough. And it will. It will get tough. There will be those days when you don't feel like going out, when you don't feel like running, when the weather is awful, when it's the worst day ever to go train, but you have to train. So you have. that's when your why really comes in to focus, and that's where you have to have a really big why. And that's where you have to have a really big goal, too. Everything has to be big enough to keep you going and to keep your toughness out there. The reason why you're doing this. When you're training, you have to also get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Now, I'm not talking being injured. I know what running being injured is. (laughs) I know the pain of being injured. I understand that. This is completely different. This is just... Not just, okay, this is the uncomfortableness of how your body feels when you're pushing it past what it's used to. That kind of uncomfortableness. As you run longer distances, you'll soon realize that it doesn't always feel good. Your body is telling you to stop. Take it easy. Your body, everything is telling you to stop. You've got a 15-miler plan today, but at the 10-mile mark, your body is telling you to stop. You don't have to go farther. farther. This is good enough. As long as you're not feeling injured, you have to learn to get used to not feeling good. Sure, there will be that unicorn run where everything feels great, but it's, that's not going not to happen most of the time. If you have to take a walk break, do so. Even a few walk breaks, that's fine. But get back into your run and keep going. You will feel better and more accomplished. You will get it done. You will be fine. Just keep going. Keep at it, and don't let the everyday pain of running, the uncomfortableness of your long run, stop you, because it will try. Your mind will try to get you to stop. It doesn't like feeling that way. It doesn't like you going out there running so long. You have to get over it. You have to go past it. Train. You have to train your body, not only your body, but you have to train your mind, too. If you don't think you can do this, remind yourself of the amazing things you do every day. You know what you do every day. You get the kids to 
out of bed, you get the kids dressed, you get the kids to school, you go out and run, you go to work, you do all this amazing things. You can do this too. You really can. You can do this. You can. You know you can. We can all do this together. We can do amazing things. We do amazing things every day. We can do this too. We really can. That's how you make mental toughness. That's how you bring it out from the inside out into the outside and make it a normal part of your life. And I can't wait to hear about all your amazing races. I had incredible walks this weekend. I pushed myself farther and I went farther than I have since surgery. I did a great uh, six mile walk Saturday. Ah, oh, that was fun. That was really fun and it felt good too. For the first time I had a long walk that felt good. Everything just did great. And I had a, I had a recovery walk this morning of three miles and that felt good too. So everything is feeling good. Everything is just going very well. Both my walks just felt, felt wonderful and things are feeling good. The body is, is feeling good. A couple of weeks ago when I had my long walk, it felt, it, it, what didn't feel good at all really, really hurt. My glutes really hurt. And I thought, uh oh, I've been working with my physical therapist to make my, my glutes, my hips stronger. And we've been doing a lot of, lot of bridges, lot, lots and lots of planks, <laughs> lots. So much so my, my stomach is like sore. It's like, ah, oh, but it's good. It, it's good work. And that didn't hurt at all. And my, my, neither one of my walks. So that's pretty cool. I'm happy about that. So that was cool. And I got that done. So yeah. I'm, I think I'm going to be okay. And I think I'll be able to run by July. So I'm looking forward to that. My goal is my race. I have a six hour race in June and my goal is to walk the whole six hours to keep that going. So I'm well on my way to that. So tell me about your races. How are you doing and how is your running? You can email me at Martha runs the world at gmail.com. And I hope everything is great for you. And all the books I mentioned will be on the website, MarthaRunsTheWorld.com. Yes. And that is the show. And I hope, and I know you're going to be strong. And I know everything is going to be great for you. And I hope you have a wonderful week. And and everything goes great for you. And until next week, let's tie up our shoelaces and go for a run.